everyone, and welcome to episode 52 of the Play to Win podcast. My name is Kieran, and I'm, of course, joined by my awesome, amazing, fantastic co-host, Tyler. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing pretty well. <laughs> um, it was actually a bit of a light week at work this week. And I know I talk about kind of like work briefly every week, but like it was it was a bit heavy, but then it got pretty light. And I was fine with that because it made like the latter half of the week pretty easy to get through. I was happy nice. about that. Now, come tomorrow, that might come back to bite me because part of the reason why work was like Thursday or Friday was because the website I used to do some of my work was down. So I couldn't uh, do some of my work. Um, it was down for maintenance. So like that work that I use that website for, I try to do it every single day because if I don't, it builds up. It ends up being a yeah. lot. So like come tomorrow, if the website's working, it's going to be a lot for me to have to do. And if it's not working, it's going to be a lot for me to have to do Tuesday. It, it's just going to pile up and I'm not fond of that. So that that's the, the one negative <laughs> to the fact that it's been kind of light. Um, but we're going to make it through. We're going to make it through. Yes, we will make it through. <laughs> you do. I believe in you. Um, yeah, I've been pretty good. My uh, uni, uni-filled week as always. Yeah. You, right. I, I, as I, I tell you every single time, I don't miss those days and I <laughs> don't envy you at all. I feel bad, but I don't envy you. So have fun with all that, especially um, since you're doing computer science stuff too. Like, oof, good luck. Yeah, it's, it's great. I love it. I, I sleep enough. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is the Play Win Podcast, a show where we break down the week's biggest gaming, gaming news to end that discussion. Uh, if you want, you, well, you should subscribe down below so you uh, know when video videos go live, if you take the notification bell as well. Also, subscribe on podcast services. It really does help us out a bunch, and we really do appreciate it. Uh, topics that we are going to be covering this episode are uh, PlayStation announcing the new PlayStation Plus tiers uh, alongside them acquiring Haven Studios. Then we're going to be talking about Breath of the Wild sequel being delayed and E3 2022 being cancelled. Um, yeah, we, we got like two weeks of news to kind of yeah. like go over kind of sort of. Because I mean, like, you know, as if you watched last week's episode or listened to it, last week's episode was all about, you know, we talked with them, um, we had our guest Ellie on talk about storytelling with her. And it was a lightish week, and that's when they acquired Haven Studios. Um, but other than that, wasn't really too much that happened that week. So I mean, like most of the weeks, most of last week's news will be just like brief mention stuff. But still, it's there. Yeah, um, the, the the episode from hell, as I as I'm calling it now, <laughs> after yeah. the, like difficulty I had with that. Yeah, I that so like listeners viewers you all were like not there but like it was just like worst case scenario happened like karen tried karen was trying to edit that sunday as normal wasn't really it was having been trouble monday came he's just like yeah um not sure if it's gonna happen today it's probably gonna happen on tuesday tuesday comes he's like yeah adobe's not working for me this isn't working for me i can't make it work i'm like all right cool send me this (laughs) and i can still get you in and he was like oh wait my audio's corrupted it's i can't get in there period and in that moment, it was just like worst case scenario. I'm just like, yep. oh my God, what the heck? What are we going to do? I'm trying to salvage this episode. <clears throat> trying to think of how I can. It was like, all right, the only way I could do this is if I remove him entirely. Yep. <laughs> remove him entirely. And I performed podcast surgery. And it worked <laughs> out pretty well. It worked out pretty well. If you listen to the episode, you will know that it worked out pretty well, actually. Um, I don't know if you listen to it, Karen, but like there are some references to you, but like, not in a way where it's just like, 
yeah. what the heck? This is unnatural at all. It it still works out very well, thankfully. So Karen was there for the actual yep. conversation, just not in the episode. And I made sure I put that in the description of just like, yeah, uh, Kira was originally in the recording, but um, I think I said like due to technical difficulties, his recording was that would it be could it be used? So the episode's been yep. edited as a result. Uh, but it it was a fun episode. Fun oh, it, one it sure. was, it was for sure. Um, I I would be very interested in getting Ellie back on again. That was a very good conversation. Yes. <clears throat> but um, we also have one more quick thing to talk about before we get into our main news topics, which is we've been doing this podcast for a year. Uh, it was one year on March 23rd of Play to Win. So uh, happy mm-hmm. anniversary. I didn't get you anything. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. I didn't get you anything either. I mean... <laughs> I guess you could say that, like, oh, I got you, like the the, I guess all the new visuals and stuff. Maybe you could, <laughs> yeah. maybe yes. you could call that the thing yeah. I got you or the thing I got us. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's been a year. It's been a year of play to win, which is awesome. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no. it, uh, no, I was sorry. I, I was gonna say it's just it's just been um, a lot of fun doing all this. Uh, I mean, I said it on the social posts that I put up on the Instagram and Twitter and all, but like, it's been a lot of fun. Even like there have been like, no matter what easy times, hard times, it's all been fun. It's all yep. been, you know, really great doing it. Um, I think at least for me, one of my, some of my favorite things doing aside from like podcast episodes have been like the um, reviews that I've done. They've just been some of them, like some of them have been difficult to do, whether it be actually writing it, or editing the video, uh, but nonetheless, they've each been like a lot of fun to do, and I've enjoyed like trying, trying new things, like a tiny new thing with each one. Like, all right, how about try try this approach with my editing, try this approach with my editing, and all like that. It's been it's been fun to do. So I'm looking forward to my Horizon review to actually getting that one written. This one's probably the hardest one I've had to write so far um, for various reasons, but I'm um, thinking of. Some editing stuff for that as well. Um, you know, just think, thinking about stuff. I'm looking forward to getting it done um, and all that. Yeah, no, like I, I would definitely agree. It's, uh, it's been a good year. Um, it's been a busy year. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, no, I've, I've really enjoyed doing the podcast. Um, this year, I haven't really done much outside of podcast episodes because right. um, <laughs> I'm kind of a bad co host. But um <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Um, but no, like just sitting in with you, well, most weeks since I've been off a little bit. But yeah, I've uh, I've, I've really enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to another year of play to win. Yeah, 20, awesome. 20, 20 more years of play to win, Morty. <laughs> um, and yeah, we I think I'm I'm pretty sure about this. Um, but like new stuff has started to happen today, correct? Or is this going to yes. be? Or is it going to be next week? Today, new stuff is happening, right? Yes, yes, today. Okay, I was making yeah. sure. So in my head, I'm like, wait, what's happening today? I'm like, oh, wait, this goes live tomorrow. Okay. Right. So like, new stuff is all just across the board with this yeah. episode. Yes. Yeah. So with that being said, also hope everyone enjoyed the new intro. Yeah. Hope um, everyone enjoys the new intro, the new um, thumbnail, new outro. Yeah. And uh, and the new like scene you're looking at right now, yeah, the new visuals that we got going on, yeah. the new uh, the new song that plays along with the intro. Um, mm-hmm. 
I was actually very proud of myself for putting that together. I, I just want to toot my own horn on that. Like, again, oh, I was 100%. very impressed. With, very impressed with myself. Never did anything like that before. Just like got in GarageBand one day, put stuff together and bam, popped that out. We just like, oh, I am so proud of myself. If you want to hear like longer version of it, the outro, the outro of our podcast will have like a good bit longer version of it. So it's it's cool. It's awesome. I hope you all enjoy. I hope you all like all the new visual stuff we got going on. Thumbnails, background, song, intro. Yeah, it's gonna be a uh, fun year. <laughs> Loki, I like I've actually listened to that song just like going around the house doing stuff. <laughs> it's a bop. It is it a is, bop though. for sure. Okay. Uh, before this uh, intro gets any longer, we are going to move on to our main news stories. Uh, we're going to move move things around a little bit. So we're doing main stories first. Brief mentions we'll get to a little bit later on. First of all, we are going to be talking about the new PlayStation Plus tiers. Yes. Our uh, PS Plus Essential, PS Plus Extra, and PS Plus Premium. Uh, in PS, uh, I mean, they're kind of very similar to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I think. Um, yeah, like all the 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 details of them haven't really changed much from what we've no. what's been rumored for months and weeks. What is solidified right now is pricing. That is what is 100% yeah. solidified. Everything else is like what we already knew, um more specifics to come at a later date. Um and I don't know if we put it in here, um but also the launch of when this is starting. This is going to be launching in June which is what they okay. said on the PlayStation blog. They said it launches in June. They they said that they will it'll start in Asian territories, I believe. I'm just going to pull this up right now before we get into this um breaking down each of the tiers. Yeah. Um but they did say that here we go. Reading the blog post that Jim Ryan put up on PlayStation blog, he says, as this is a massive launch effort, we are rolling out the new PlayStation Plus offering in a phased regional approach. In the June timeframe, we will begin with an initial launch in several markets in Asia, followed by North America, Europe, and the rest of the world where PlayStation Plus is offered. We aim to have most PlayStation Network territories live with our new PlayStation Plus game subscription service by the end of the first half of 2022. We also plan to expand our cloud streaming benefit to additional markets and we'll provide more details at a later date. Awesome. Um, yeah, I totally forgot to put June in here. Uh, so PS Plus Essential is the base tier and will have no changes from the current model of PlayStation Plus. So you still get your two free games. Well, three free games, two free games. It's been three for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. Three free games, uh, exclusive discounts, stuff like that. Online um, multiplayer. What, yeah. what PlayStation Plus is now? Yeah, with no same pricing is going to be the case. Yeah. Uh, PS Plus Extra will add a, a catalog of up to 400 PS4 and PS5 games, and monthly will cost you $14.99 in the States or $10.99 in the UK. Quarterly will be $39.99 in the, in the States and $31.99 in the UK. And yearly will be $99.99 or $89.99 in the States and $83.99 in the UK. At launch, titles included in this tier will consist of Death Stranding, God of War, Miles Spider, Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, Returnal, and more to be revealed at a later date. Yes. And um, Jim Ryan did say that, like, multiple... I think he said that each of the big, like, public third-party publishers or developers, like, will be represented in some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah. In this catalog, I don't, I don't remember if it was in that blog post or in a separate interview, but like we're going to have like games from multiple different publishers and multiple different developers 
in this catalog here. What those are, as he said, we'll find out later date. Yeah. PS Plus Premium adds a further 340 additional games, including PS3 games via cloud streaming, PS1, PS2, and PSP games available to stream or download, and time-limited game trials for selected games. Monthly will cost you $17.99 in the States or $13.49 in the UK. Quarterly is $49.99 in the States or $39.99 in the UK. And yearly is $119.99 in, uh, in the States or $99.99 in the UK. Um, and then just as a quick note here, uh, PS Plus Deluxe uh, replaces PS Plus Premium in regions with cloud streaming at a lower price. Sorry, without, without cloud, cloud streaming. streaming. <laughs> without cloud streaming at a lower price. Uh, we'll offer PS, uh, PS2, PS1, and PSP games and time-limited game trials, but not PS3 games since you won't be able to stream them. Uh, and before I get into some of the quotes here from Jim Ryan, just PlayStation now will no longer be a standalone service and current subscribers will automatically be converted into PS Plus Premium. And with no changes to um, what they pay right now. I forgot to add that detail, okay. but that is um, a neat little thing. If you are a current PlayStation Now subscriber, you'll be just transferred over to Plus Premium. Change, there's no going to be not going to be any like price changes for you. Nice. Before we get into the uh, the list of quotes here from Jim Ryan, Tyler, what are your thoughts on the tiers? So I mean, like we said before, the um, the details of this really haven't changed in terms of like what no. each tier has and stuff. Like we've we've known this for a while. I guess what we know, I guess more specifically about the tiers, aside from pricing, is like the amount of games in each tier because before it was just like oh yeah this extra will have ps4 and ps5 just the catalog of it we didn't know the number same for premium we didn't know like what the number was going to be yeah um but now we know the number so i mean there's that but um i mean those those details aside like it's like okay to be expected um the pricing is the one thing that everyone was really wondering about i think that the so for the prices that we have here, well, first off, let me say this. I, I like that there is a yearly discount for the prices. Mm-hmm. So, because like, if you were to do extra, PS Plus extra, and there was no yearly discount, that $15 would be $180 per, per year, the same as Game Pass. Well, yeah. yeah, that's what Game Pass, it would have been what Game Pass comes out to yeah. Um, without, a, without the yearly discount. But that the PS Plus extra, which is the Game Pass Ultimate tier, that's... Uh, that's eighty dollars cheaper than Game Pass Ultimate for a full year, um, which is good. And then PS Plus Premium also has a yearly discount of one hundred twenty dollars instead of what would be over two hundred if yeah. you were to do it monthly. And that's still that's still sixty dollars less than Game Pass Ultimate at a full year for you know each and every single month. So having that yearly discount for premium and um extra very good that's very good um and it makes me more inclined to subscribe to premium but right now as of right now i think and this is the case for a lot of people what will get me to subscribe to premium will really be dependent on what games are in that library um for ps1 ps2 and psp more so ps2 and psp i don't really care too much about the ps1 library but the ps2 library um i would i would like to i would like to play more of those games from that generation and psp i would like to try to play games from that one because i never had a psp so i would like you know those that that would really seal the deal for me in terms of what's there 
Um, the PS3 cloud streaming, I'm not really a streaming person. I never even tried PS Now streaming, so like I would have to see what that feels like. Um, so I'm a bit on the fence about premium, but as of right now, I feel like I will definitely subscribe to extra um, at $100 a year, getting a giant library of games. I mean, again, does depend on what games are going to be in this catalog. Yeah. Um, but I, I think as of right now, extra is going to be a great deal. I think it's going to be a great deal. Um, not just for myself, but I think for many PlayStation um, subscribe PlayStation owners, many PlayStation Plus subscribers, I think it'll just be the best bang for your buck overall. Because uh, again, if you're not really if you're not really into cloud streaming, if you don't really care about a back catalog of like backwards compatible games and all like that, like older generation games, yeah, just having up to four hundred games from PS4 and PS5 um, that you can download onto your system at any time. I think that's an awesome win right there. Of course, there'll be like some, I don't want to say shovelware, but it's like, you know, like some, yeah. there will be like lesser games in it, most likely. But when you just think about what games have come out this past generation on PS4 and what could be added to, like what could be in here, like that's going to be a solid list, especially if they have every first party game that has come out so far in extra. Like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it kind of the list they have here of like games that are going to be added just from this list just kind of makes me think the it's almost like the PS Plus collection just extended because they're adding in like honestly a lot of their newer games like Miles Morales and Returnal. So mm-hmm. like P, like extra is something that I'm probably going to sign up for. Premium I think is a little overpriced, but I think I said that when we were talking about it last time. Um, yeah. I remember saying when we were talking about it, that, like at the time the rumored price for it was, I think 1699 or $16, something like yeah. that. And we were like, that's like it at that rumored price. It was like just on the fine line between okay. And a bit overpriced. So seeing that 1799, I was like, Ooh, Okay, I'm not too sure, yeah. but then that yearly discount price right there, it's like, yeah, exactly. That that actually like softens the blow a bit right there. It makes it like not as bad. But again, it really comes yeah. down to what's what is um what games are in it. Yeah, and I mean, especially since there's only a twenty dollar difference between the yearly extra and the yearly premium. So like, I imagine mm-hmm. that like maybe not, you know, everyone who's going to sign up, but I, I like I imagine quite a lot of people will look at it and go, well, it's an extra twenty bucks a year. I mean. I'll get access to all these older games if I just pay an extra twenty dollars. Like, it's not that bad. Um, but monthly, I I'm not paying that monthly for for what they include in that service right now. Not that, not that I'm saying that I won't in the future, depending on what they add. But yeah, n- yeah, not 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 for me right now. But tiers overall are pretty good. I I'm I'm fairly happy with them. Like I say, extra is definitely the one that I'm probably I'm probably going to be signing up for. So yeah, mm-hmm. pretty pretty good I- service in my opinion. I wonder, um, because we have Miles Morales and Returnal in here, um, so far as the only PS5 games that we know of. Yeah. I wonder if, like, for example, well, well, one, Death Stranding, it says it's going to be there. They didn't say Director's Cut, but I wonder if Director's Cut will be part of it, because, yeah. I mean, Director's Cut would be the best version of that game. You know what I mean? But um, in terms of PS5 titles, I wonder if, like, in terms of their first party ones, like, what the... um 
how much time will pass before they add their first party PS5 games to the extra catalog. Because when this launches in June, it will have been, what, a year and a half since Miles Morales and a year and two months since Returnal. So it makes me wonder, is there like a six-month window? Is it going to be a one-year window for first-party games to get added? Is it going to be on a case-by-case basis? Because by the time this comes out in June, it'll, it will have been a year since Ratchet & Clank came out. Mm-hmm. So that'd be a nice thing to have in the servers too once yeah. this comes out. If if that's how they're working in terms of like, all right, it's been a year, bam, throw it in there. And I mean, Ratchet and Clank was also really highly acclaimed too. So mm-hmm. it just makes sense to throw it in there. I mean, that's that's just something I'm wondering. It's something I'm wondering right now. Yeah. I'm, I mean, if if I were PlayStation, I would make it. I, I don't know. I'd, either a year or six months. I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't make it any longer, any shorter than those two periods. Oh yeah, for sure. Because then it becomes a thing of, you know, the value, the value of what people yeah. are paying. They're like, well, we, you know, why are we adding this game to it yet? And maybe that's why in the um in the blog post he only said regular death stranding, because director's cut came out in what September, August of last year. So yeah. maybe they wait till September, August of this year to add director's cut. Although I think that'd be kind of weird, but maybe that's what it yeah, is that they're bit. doing. Same for Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. Maybe August, September, they'll add the director's cut of that to it. I mean, who who knows? I think that'd be kind of silly for the director's cut games though, because the original is already out there for over a year. Like it's been two years since the original first came out. You might as well just add the director's cut into it. You know, it's not that much of a difference. Yeah. Uh, We have a few quotes here from Jim Ryan, CEO of PlayStation, uh, sorry, PlayStation Studios. No? No. Uh, Herman Holst is head of of PlayStation Studios. Um, Jim Ryan, he's the um, head of Sony... No, he's the head of pre- he's president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, not okay. PlayStation Studios. Okay. Um, so yes, we have a, a few quotes here that I'll rattle off from here. Uh, in an interview with GamesIndustry.biz, Jim Ryan confirms that there will not be day one first party releases, but that could change in the future. Uh, saying, "Quote: We feel like we're in a good virtuous cycle with the studios." Explain, uh, end quote. Explains CEO Jim Ryan. Uh, quote: Where the investment delivers success, which enables yet more investment. Delivers yet more success. We like that cycle and we think our gamers like that cycle. Uh, he continues, uh, quote, in terms of putting on our in terms of putting our own games into this service or any of our services upon the release, as you well know, this is not a road that we've gone down in the past. And it's not a road we're gonna go down with this serve with this new service. We feel if we were to do that, then games would the games I need hang on, I need to increase the te- the size of this text. Gotcha, gotcha. I was about to say, do you need me to read it? So I'm just going to start that again. Uh, he continues, uh, in terms of putting our own games into the service or any of our services upon the release, as you all know, this is not a road we've gone down in the past and it's not a road that we're going to go down with this new service. We feel if we were to do that with these games that make it, that we make a, yeah, do you mind reading that? Because my eyes right now was, are not working. I was about to say, all right. We feel if we were to do that with the games that we make at PlayStation Studios, that virtuous cycle will be broken. The level of investment that we need to make in our studios would not be possible, and we think the knock-on effect on the quality of the games that we would make that we make would not be something that gamers want. The way the world is changing, this comes a bit farther afterwards. Um, the way the world is changing so very quickly at the moment, nothing is forever. Who would have said even four years ago that you would see AAA PlayStation IP being published on PC? We started that last year with Horizon Zero Dawn. 
then Days Gone, and now God of War, a hugely polished and accomplished PC version of that game. And we've had great critical success and great commercial success, and everybody has made their peace with that happening. It is completely at ease with it. I look back four years and think nobody would have seen that coming. And so, so I don't want to cast anything in stone at this stage. All I'm talking to today is the approach we're taking in the short term. The way our publishing model works right now, it doesn't make any sense, but things can change very quickly in this industry, as we all know, end quote. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're Sorry, welcome my, my eyes are not working for me today. <laughs> um, okay, and then we have a little bit more that's uh, Jim Ryan believes. Well, to, sorry. Well, I was going to say, let's, let's just pause on that for a second before we get into okay. the, um, yeah. the live service thing. Because, um, yeah, I mean, the, Jim Ryan it's kind of... It's on my birthday. It's on November 6th. <laughs> this party started early. Just ask me for a birthday joke. Okay, Alexa. I didn't even say her name. I didn't say anything that sounded like her name remotely at all. I don't know why she just woke up, but she's she's spelled like the heck is talking. It's like, <laughs> what is that? My mom doesn't sound like my mom's voice. What's going on here? It was very weird and bizarre. Um, I don't care about your birthday, um, Echo. I don't care about it at all. Anyway, back to the PlayStation matter at hand. Jeff Bezos is jumping on in the conversation. Um yeah, I mean, this is kind of what Jim Ryan has said before about yeah. doing first party day and date. Like that, he said that before that it just wasn't sustainable, sustainable for them. It just didn't make sense for um for their games and their business. Which, as we've said many times in the show, just makes sense. They don't have the pockets of money that Microsoft does and all like that. And I, I kind of, I get what he's saying here when he says that, um, we think that the that it would kind of have like a knock on effect on our games from if we put them day and date into the service and that the investment that we have to um, put into our studios would it be possible doing that because again money and then that would affect the way the games are made and what games we put out and so on and so forth like i completely understand that 100 percent. like playstation's games they're they're renowned for their high level of polish their um mm-hmm. Their high production values, their their great stories, the gameplay, so like everything is hyper focused and very polished, and so on and so forth. And that's what's gotten them all as acclaim over the past generation and a half, I guess you could really say. Um, like it really all goes back to the second Uncharted, I would even argue. Like from then on, it's just been like polish, polish, polish. That was the start of it. And then um, Last of Us was just like the official like, and we are full going down this road of just <laughs> hyper polished for our games and all and ps4 we saw um the fruits of all that success and all that all that um yeah all that stuff so it makes perfect sense i do like that he's op- leaving the door open though because you don't want to say now we're never going to do it and in two years guess what guys <laughs> we're doing it and yeah. then it's just like when people are like what you're betraying us like, you know he's leaving the door open because they said anything is possible in this day yep. and age yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I've seen it. Like, I've seen so many memes this week of like PlayStation service versus Game Pass, and like PlayStation's version is like the budget service. And I'm like, well, it's not like they're not directly competing, right? They are two different services for two different mm-hmm. types of people. It doesn't yeah. need day one releases. Like, like, I mean, like you say, Sony doesn't have the pockets to just drop all their games day and day into this service and have people not go out and buy them right they don't, yeah they don't have the money for that so it wouldn't even make sense if they did but they don't need to 
like it it's not that like i mean like i said they're not trying to directly directly compete with game pass sure people are going to make that comparison and i'm sure that in yeah. some sense at sony there is that like how is this service going to stack up against what microsoft's got but at the same time it's not for that it's just another benefit for playstation owners yeah it's a it's it's a consolidating of playstation now which people like people kind of wrote off after playstation now first started because of the poor price gaming that they had for it where it was like this price to rent to game for seven days this price for a week i mean this price for a month this price for x amount of time at all and it was just like that pricing scheme like really just turned people off from it entirely so when they reworked playstation now to what it is today it would like to a better service um, you know, people still didn't really like pay attention to it. That poor pricing at the beginning was kind of like the shot in the foot um, for PlayStation now. So doing this is a way to like, all right, we get rid of that name. We consolidate everything to PlayStation Plus. We make PlayStation Plus an even better value than it already is. Allow people to choose the value that they want for themselves yeah. and go from there. Like it's it's not necessarily about getting playstation plus more subscribers it's about i've seen people say this um just getting more money from subscribers you know getting people to up their tier so you go from 60 dollars a year to nine to 100 dollars a year you know getting more money out yeah. of people like that as opposed to game pass where it's all about we want more subscribers we want more subscribers we want yeah. more subscribers and all like that um and like you said like they i don't think that like the comparison was always going to be there. Like from the very moment this was yeah. rumored, PlayStation making their own Game Pass competitor, and it's like it's not, it's not a direct competitor. Without day one releases, it's not going to be a day one. It's not going to be a like direct competitor of sorts. It's just, it's PlayStation's own version of a, of a I guess you could say a game subscription. I don't want to say a game subscription service. It's just. Again, just making the value better by adding a bunch yep. of games to your current PlayStation Plus subscription. And you can just decide if you want to get the um, take advantage of those or not. And if you don't want to, that's fine. You don't have to. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I fall on it right now. I mean, like we, I think you said it before, um, if you did it, I was thinking it. PlayStation's games, they sell. <laughs> they sell yeah. gangbusters. So, like, it's not like they need to put their games in a day no, one subscription exactly. anyway. Like, people are still going to buy them one way or another. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I'll continue now and, uh, with the next part that says, Jim Ryan believes that live service games will be more important to the industry than subscription services. Uh, he says, quote, subscription has certainly grown in importance over the course of the last few years, he concludes. Our PlayStation Plus subscriber number has grown from zero in 2010 to 48 million now. And we anticipate for our services that we will see further growth for, for the subscriber number. But the medium of gaming is so very different to music and to linear entertainment that I don't think we'll see that we see go to the levels that we see with Spotify and Netflix. Some of the live service games that are proving very successful these days, and I'm not restricting this comment to console, they're effectively subscription services in themselves. And they're very much tailored to the needs of the gamer who loves whatever game that they spend hours and hours with month after month after month. The phenomenon of life service game that has in very large part fueled the enormous growth in the gaming industry that we've seen over the last 10 years. I think that trend toward life service will continue. And if you look for a model in our category of entertainment, uh, which supports sustained engagement over a long period of time, live services games arguably fit that bill better than a subscription service, end quote. Um. Jim Ryan is a very smart man. Like yeah. that's 
that's exactly how I would sum up like live service games versus versus a subscription service is like sure you can make a buttload of money with subs- with subscription services and you can add all the benefits to it you want if you want to make a a thing that is going to bring in money consistently year over year make a live service game but make a good live service game don't make a bad right um, right but like yes it's not going to like yes their subscription services are not probably not going to go to the level of Spotify, Spotify, or Netflix. Um, but with some of the things they're working on right now, which we're going to talk about directly after we talk about this, then I, I can I can see PlayStation making considerably more money than they are now, especially since their games sell. Right. I mean, we'll just bring in the next thing right now because I mean that's it plays a factor into this. It plays a factor into um, why Jim Ryan said what he did here. That being that. Last week, um, the week that we recorded the episode with Ellie, episode 51, um, PlayStation acquired Haven Studios. That's Jade Raymond's new team that um, PlayStation had announced a partnership with the last year, at the beginning of last year, almost exactly a year ago, to be honest. I said it hard. Um, it's the 18th studio to be acquired by PlayStation Studios. And uh, uh, Jade Raymond, she gave a quote, if you don't mind me reading it, Karen. No, no, go. Uh, she says, um, quote, joining PlayStation Studios provides Haven with the creative freedom and unparalleled support to focus on building the highest quality games. We're excited to have the opportunity to collaborate with and learn from all of the exceptional PlayStation Studios teams. We intend to fully embrace the incredible capabilities of the PS5 to create new worlds that inspire players and allow them to connect in new ways, end quote. And Jim Ryan also said, quote, Haven Studios is an emerging studio with an exceptional, exceptional team of talent. And we're delighted to welcome them into PlayStation as our first game development studio in Canada, end quote. And what we know about their game is that it is a live service game that, quote, is building on building upon a systemic and evolving world focused on delivering freedom, throw and playfulness, end quote. So, um, one, this is a big deal because I didn't realize it until this happened. This is the first time that PlayStation has a studio in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thought they did already. Many people were like, huh. I guess they never had one before. All right, <laughs> then. Um, but two, like I, like I said, I think you both of us have said it before. Ever since they announced like multiple partnerships last year with mm-hmm. Haven, with Deviation, with um Firewalk, it was like okay, uh, these are partnerships. Now we can see these becoming acquisitions down the road. Yeah, it's a bit surprising that. So like on that level, I wasn't surprised they acquired Haven, but I was surprised that it happened so soon because they haven't even put the game out yet. Yeah. Um, so I think that that speaks to um how confident they are in Haven's game and yeah. what it is, and they must be really impressed by it to be like, we want you on our team. But also again, bring this back to live live um service games, subscription stuff, it's a live service game. And that's also why they acquired Bungie to get that knowledge and that expertise on live service mm-hmm. games from essentially arguably the granddaddy of the genre in the gaming industry, in the gaming, you know, in the gaming space. So getting Haven Studios making a live service game, it just makes so much sense. And it just further adds to PlayStation strategy of we think live service will be the better way to go in terms of having people constantly engage in our ecosystem, in our space, in our yep. games, as opposed to a subscription service, which there's, I mean, there, there's been, there's pros to both sides of it. Yeah. You look at the, the live service side of things, it's 
constantly playing this game all the time. You want people playing your game, playing you, you know, you have your live service game, you're constantly updating it, constantly doing things, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Then it subscription service, you constantly want and well, also live service, it just it uh, plays a factor of just being again constantly playing in your space. Subscription service, it's we want you in our ecosystem. We constantly want you in our ecosystem, constantly want you playing all these games yeah. in the ecosystem. It's not a thing of like with the subscription service, you're kind of battling for time amongst a bunch of things, but you're, um, you know, it's, it's still keeping you in the space. Live service games, it's, it's, I guess you could say you're battling for your time, but also just like, hey, we want you playing only this one, yeah. <laughs> only this one in here, as opposed to subscription where it's like, we want you playing all of these in here. Yeah. It's, it's just different approaches to having a whole lot of people in your space and a whole lot of engagement that's it's just different approaches to it so i can i can understand sony's approach to say you know what live service games i think is what is best for us and i think what is probably what is going to work best for the industry going forward yeah and i like don't quote me on this because i i i obviously don't have like exact figures for or any idea on how this would work but I imagine live service games will be slightly more profitable as well because with a subscription service, you have to spend money to like employ people to maintain that service. You then have to spend money to like get third-party games into that service. And then you have to spend even more money if you want those games day one. Whereas a live service game, yes, you're still spending a lot of money to pay people to make the game and you know run the servers and blah, blah, blah. But you're doing that anyway like like does that make sense it's like you already have i think i get what you mean yeah yeah, like you already have those people in your employment you would be paying them to make a game anyway so Mm -hmm. like i i at least in my head it makes sense that a live service game would be like if not slightly then largely more probable than a subscription service especially if you make one that a lot of people enjoy but again that's just where my brain went I mean, one, I mean, it depends on what the game is, like yeah, how exactly. successful that is, but also like we're not financialists, we're not analysts, yeah, exactly. we don't know, we don't know any of like the actual behind the scenes um nope. graphs and charts and stuff in terms of profitability, anything like that. So like you could easily just be talking, you know, grabbing stuff out of thin air and talking, you yeah, know, exactly. talking out of our you know what's um uh so we're not trying to sit here and say any of this definitively as no. if we are the foremost authority on it in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but I mean, what you said, I, I can see the logic behind it. I can see the logic behind your reasoning and everything like that right there. Yeah. When, when it comes to the inner working of the inner workings of the games industry, I'm, uh, I'm basically Marvin from Hitchhikers. I don't know which character was the, that the robot. Yeah. The robot, the like really like depressed not, robot. Yeah. Like the they're not, well, they're not like super smart robot. I didn't realize it wasn't smart. I thought it was just like depressed and sad all the time. It's, it's been, been a while since I yeah. saw that movie. I don't um, remember it not being smart at all, but okay. Perhaps it wasn't. You're just my brain, dude. You know, you know what I'm thinking about right now? Yep. One of my favorite scenes from that movie. This was just like a slight t- tangent from game news. <laughs> um, just thinking about the the scene with the whale. <laughs> the yeah. whale just the whale and the plant. He's like, I'm gonna, he's like, what's that? Looks hard. Ground, ground. I'm gonna call you ground. Yeah, hi, hi, ground. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I gotta watch that movie again sometime soon. It's oh, it's such a good movie. Um, do you have anything more to add about the 
and if everything that's going on at PlayStation right now? Um, no, not right now. I will say that there was there were rumors this week that there was going to be a whole lot of big stuff happening for PlayStation oh. this week. Um, and like some of that ended up like it ended up like kind of falling flat, kind of sort of because like there was supposed to be like three big things. One of them was a rumored PSVR two mm-hmm. showcase that um. Multiple people heard, like Gabe, um, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny heard about. Um, Jeff Grubb had also kind of heard about it, but I believe they both said that it ended up being smoke and mirrors. But they had also heard about a new big acquisition, like a big acquisition that PlayStation was going to be making. Um, and whether or not, th- I mean, obviously that didn't get announced. Whether or not it ends up being true is a different story, but they both heard it from different sources. Uh, so that's the the acquisition thing has gotten people wondering like what is this massive acquisition like what could this possibly be and it's got my mind wondering too like what are they if they're buying something what is it that they are buying and if it's massive that i think i take that to mean it's not just like a deviation it's not just like a firewalk like if it's a massive it's something really big which has got me which has unfortunately made me start thinking publisher type stuff. Although I yeah. thought briefly, like, what if they just announced, oh yeah, we bought Rockstar? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I doubt that's the case. But like it's made me wonder, are, are they about to announce that they bought one of these Japanese publishers? Are they about they about to announce that they bought Capcom or like Square Enix or something? Cause if so, that would be massive. That would be super massive. Um so we'll I'm not, of course, I don't, I don't want it, but like, if it's happening, it's happening. And if it has to yeah. be one of them, I would prefer Square Enix, but of like, of course, I don't want either of that to happen. But I, I think we'll be hearing something sometimes, I don't want to say sometime soon, but like maybe near future, we'll be hearing about a yeah. big acquisition potentially from PlayStation. Exciting times are on the horizon for PlayStation. Yeah. Do, do you want to know one of the most ridiculous things I saw this week? What? I saw an article that, like, I didn't even click on because I was like, this is so, like, 100% fake news. The article said, just like, or in, like, the comments I read, the title of the article, that PlayStation was acquiring Capcom, uh, sorry, Capcom, Square Enix, From Software. Um, ah, From Software was the big rumor that a lot of people were talking about this week. Yeah. Like, because uh, PlayStation, they had put up, like, a tweet that was, like, a reference to Elden Ring messages that yeah. people could post in the game. So people were like, is it is it from software that they're buying? What? Huh? What? Yeah. That could be massive. And I don't know if that'd be as massive as like a bigger thing, but that's potential. Yeah, like this this rumor basically said that Sony was buying every Japanese publisher there was. And I'm like, come on now. Now question, when did you see this? Two days ago. Friday? Thursday, Thursday or Friday for sure. You know what Friday was, right? April Fool. <laughs> done. I quit. I'll see you later. <laughs> I can't adult anymore. I need an adult, please. So if you read that on Friday, you were like, well, that's obviously fake news. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a, there's, a reason, there's a reason it was obviously fake news. If you saw how it on the, Friday. How the hell am I in university? Wow. Wow. Oh, I'm wow, so wow. dumb. So let's see. 
you thought we're just gonna we're just gonna let's add this to the list of things. <laughs> Halo Halo Infinite gameplay preview. Huh. FOB golf? Golf mini game. I wonder why. I don't want that. <laughs> let's add that to that list. <laughs> I saw well on the list. I didn't know what the PlayStation logo was, so it was twenty four. I I forgot about that. Yeah, let's add that one. Let's add it to that as well. This this entire podcast is just turning into me embarrassing myself on the internet. Wow. Okay. Well, um, Breath of the Wild's been delayed. <laughs> it's been delayed. Yes. To spring twenty twenty three. Producer Eddie Anoma, I had this to say regarding the development. Quote, as previously announced, the adventure uh, the adventure in this sequel will take place not just on the ground as in the previous game, but also in the skies above. However, the expanded world goes beyond that, and there will be an even wider variety of features you can enjoy, including new encounters and new gameplay elements, end quote. Uh, there was also a short si- snippet of new footage shown, uh, showing Link, presumably with a broken Master Sword, uh, an illuminated gauntlet on his hand, which uh, I haven't seen the gameplay, so I, I don't know, but... I mean, it's there's, the, there's, there's clips, the, the footage. The footage was basically footage we've already seen. This short snippet was only like five seconds. Okay, <laughs> five seconds at most. It's like it showed Link, um, showed him from the front. And again, people say presume. I'm saying presumably because there are theories that maybe that like this Link is this person may not actually be Link. It might be someone else. It might be like Ganon way in the past in Breath of the Wild storyline. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but per showing presumably Link from the front, and he had like he took off the master sword from behind him it's broken it looks like kind of like corrupted and broken like halfway um, through it like the whole blade is not there and like it then it shows from behind like his hand has like this gauntlet on it and there's a symbol on it it's lit up and stuff so i mean all the zelda fans out there breath of wild fans have been you know theorizing like what does this mean (laughs) what could this be what's going on here like that five seconds was every all they needed it's like the um the meme or the gif of like the guy writing at the boards, like writing at this thing, and then writing more. Like, this <laughs> it was kind of like that. Um, of course, I don't. I haven't played Breath of the Wild. I don't have much to say about this aside from the fact that, not that surprised, <laughs> given yeah. Nintendo's lineup for this year, um, either this was like the fact that Pokemon is coming out this holiday season. Either this was coming out in like September, or it was not coming out this year at all. <laughs> like, there's no way that they were gonna have this like on top of Pokemon like that is what's going to happen. So spring no. 2023 makes total sense for this. Not that surprised. No, exactly. Like I, I imagine all the Zelda fans with that like five second clip or just like, you know, this is the gif with like all the math symbols going around. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Oh, what does yeah. this mean? <laughs> it's funny. While you were talking in my head, I was going, but that's just a theory, a game theory. Oh my God. Um, no, like I, like I said, I haven't seen the the new clip of it, but it doesn't surprise me. Like this game is going to be massive. They don't want it stepping on anything else. They need more time to develop it. Take all the time that you need, because I can guarantee you that if this game comes out and it's bad, there will be uproar. I'm I'm curious when they say the expanded world goes beyond just like the sky, the ground. It's like, what does that mean? That's Underwater. interesting. You said what? Underwater. I mean, potentially. Who knows? I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see what that yeah. means. Like, I I want to give Breath of the Wild another try. I you know just time finding time to do it. Yeah. Um, so like because I'm not the biggest fan of the original, I'm not like looking forward to this because I want to play it. I want to give it a try, but I'm more so looking forward to it because I'm like, this could be really cool. It could be cool. I don't know if I'm gonna want to play it though, but I'm excited for it because it's a new Zelda game. That's why I'm looking forward to it on that yeah. level alone. It's like all the new aspects that could come to it. 
I hope to God that weapon durability is like either removed or like altered in some capacity. Um, That's one of my major gripes of the original. But I'm also one thing I'm not looking forward to is yet another year of um, Switch Pro rumors. Because as soon as this was announced, people were like, Switch Pro 2023 spring, and then launched it with the new Switch. It's just like, Jesus Christ, can we not? Can we not? Let the rumors die. Let them die. Yep. Um, Yeah, so I'll I'll be getting this day one, and I think when I get this, this will be my fourth Zelda game. Okay. So I've played, yeah, I've played Wind Waker HD, Breath of the Wild, Link's Return, sorry, Link's Awakening, and yeah, then this, yeah. So yeah, four. That's all I had to say on that. Uh, E3 2022 has been cancelled. It's it's official. It's yep. officially official. Not happening were, this year. Yeah, you know, they, they said a couple months ago that uh, it wasn't going to ha- be happening physically because of COVID, but even when they announced that, people in the industry were like, yeah, I've actually heard that like it's just not happening at all, period. They're just yeah. kind of saying this just to say this for now. So it's official. It's not digital or physical this year, period. It's It's, it's not a thing. Nope. Uh, we have a quote from the ESA in which they said, quote, E3 will return in 2023 with a reinvigorated showcase that celebrates new and exciting video games and industry innovations, end quote. I mean, honestly, like, well, we've, we've talked about like this uh, kind of at length in the past and maybe not specifically it being cancelled this year, but it just being cancelled in general and like what the future of E3 might look like and if it's going to continue. So I don't really have like a whole lot to add on this. Um, yeah. But let, let's let's just say that them, I honestly think E3 is close to flatlining. Yeah, after this news dropped, I tweeted out, um, don't remember exactly what it was, but paraphrase, it was just like, yeah, so basically E3 is essentially dead and gone. <laughs> it's like, it's sad because I've always wanted to go. Yeah, exactly. But like the E3 that I always wanted to go to was the one that I saw growing up. It's not necessarily the E3 that is today. The no. E3 that we have today is very different from the, from the E3 of like 2013, 2014. Or, oh, yeah. you know, even a bit earlier than that. So like, it's a very different show. And like, even if I went to it now, you'd be like, oh, this is awesome. I'm at E3, but it wouldn't be the exact, it wouldn't be exactly the same. It'd be very yeah. different. So like, I don't know if it would even live up to my dreams and expectations at all. Uh, I think I'd still want to go and just to be like, I did it. Yeah. Cross it off my bucket list of things like lifelong childhood dreams and everything. But that being said, it's not too surprising that it's canceled. It is what it is. Hopefully it comes back next year um, with really great plans and a really great way and all. I liked how right after this was announced, well, it wasn't officially the way this was a, that people found this out was that someone on Twitter tweeted that they got an email saying that it was officially canceled, canceled. And then people caught on to that tweet and then retweeted it. And then Jeff Kelly tweeted out yeah. a winking emoji. He tweeted the winking emoji. And then right after that, the Summer Games Fest Twitter was just like, and we'll be back in June. Yeah. <laughs> and all. And then I, I, I love Jeff Keeley so much. Right. And I think it was either that same day or like the next day, um, he did a Twitter spaces, just kind of like fielding questions about summer events and all like that and stuff. And um, he did say that the, that summer games fest, it, the plans for it to all be in one month so that it's not, you know, across an entire year, summer or yeah. whatever. He is going to be doing opening light live. He said um, there is going to be a summer games fest kickoff, uh, but he's trying to have it condensed and just like in a one month time frame. I think he even said like less than a month. I think he said like a week or two or something like that. Like he's trying to have Damn. summer game fest itself 
be far more condensed than it's yeah. been in the past, which is always good. That's always great. So I'm looking forward to seeing what plans that they are, um, that he has and everything. Of course, he doesn't, he didn't have any game announcements or anything like that because that's no. too early to announce any of that. But he's doing something this year. We'll see how it goes. And I am very much looking forward to it. Okay, so we're going to, like I said, we're switching things up this episode and we're going to now move on to our brief mentions. Um, There is quite a few since we have like two weeks of them to catch up on. So I'm just going to rattle these off. Tyler, If uh, as always, throw up your hand if you want to chime in. Of course, of course. Nintendo has finally added folders to the Switch and they're called groups. You can have a maximum of 100 groups with 200 games per group. Uh, Games can be in multiple groups as well. Uh, The thing I find funny about this is I actually don't think that you can get 20,000 games installed on a single Switch. (laughs) So you're probably never going to max out, but it's nice to know that they've they've over-delivered on that. Yes. Uh, Bungie is suing the individuals behind the fraudulent Destiny 2 copyright strikes and takedowns that happened in March. Uh, Fortnite has added a new no-building mode. Epic and Microsoft are also donating all proceeds made from the game until April 2nd to Ukrainian relief. As of March 29th, they've raised $100 million. Got a, got a real quick yep. thing here to say. One, good on Epic and Microsoft for doing that. That's fantastic. I think like in a day or two, they had like raised a good like $36 million or something. They raised yeah. a whole lot of money in like a very short amount of time. Um, but I have not done the no build mode yet, but I'm very happy that they added it. At first it was like a, like a temporary thing, but now it's like permanent. So I'm very excited to actually get in there and try that out because for the longest time, I was always like, if Fortnite had a no build mode, I'd be all over it because I'm not a, I'm not a builder. I'm not a builder at all. And I, I hate having to go against like the, the hotel builders, like the Amish hotel builders that they showed in Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. Did you, I don't know if you ever saw that episode. Like um, there was one when they were like, yeah. Peter was like dealing with the Amish or whatever. So then he ends up yeah. fighting them at the end and like shoots a rocket launcher at their barn and then they rebuild it in like five seconds. <laughs> like, yeah. They do it like three times. Like, I hate fighting against people like that in Fortnite. So having a no build mode, the way like the stage is even at all, even playing field, I'm all for that. Yeah, like um, I like I was also gonna add on that like it is super dope that Microsoft and Epic are are donating all the proceeds to Ukrainian relief. Two, this kind of shows how much money Fortnite makes if they've made a hundred million dollars <laughs> in like less than a month. Yeah, it was, yeah. Just, it was just like a couple, it was like a week and a half, I think. Yeah. Very, very short amount of time. Yeah. Congrats. So, good on them, though, for that. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Um, and I also now might actually go and try Fortnite now that they now that I don't have to build. Hey. Uh, Mass Effect's co creator and director Casey Hudson has teased his next game will. Uh... Sorry, will be set in. Well, okay. I, <laughs> yeah, I had one thing and I think I deleted it and forgot to change stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's teased that his next game will be set in a new sci-fi universe and is likely to be set in space. Very cool. Uh, a GTA Online subscription service called GTA Plus has been launched for the PS5 and Xbox Series versions of the game. It costs $5.99 a month, or sorry, $5.99 per month and gets subscribers a number of exclusive benefits. If there is one game that I like, think that is long like long overdue in the sense of I thought they would have done it ages ago for like a subscription model. It was GTA Online. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do it like right after Fallout announced theirs. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft and Kim Swift had have announced a new cloud gaming division for the company that's focused on games that need the cloud to run. Very interesting. Yeah. 
Activism Blizzard has settled one sexual harassment lawsuit for $18 million between the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission that is, uh, that is faced with a new lawsuit with similar allegations. Uh, as a note, Microsoft won't, won't stop any union formed under uh, sorry at Activision Blizzard. Yes, um, the and Adelaide they kind of commented on that. That was that was from like two weeks ago. So it just still still good thing that they won't do that. Yep. Interesting that Activision Blizzard only settled for eighteen million when they could definitely have settled for more. Um, but it's also it's like we settled and now uh, we have another new lawsuit with more allegations <laughs> yeah. like this. Just yeah. Fix the company. Isn't eighteen million dollars the like almost the exact number they settled the last one for? I think just about probably. Sounds it's about a, right. Yeah, yeah, it's around a bit there. And one thing I actually want to tack on to that is I have seen um, things going on this week that the U.S. government is apparently uh, looking a lot further into Microsoft acquisition yes. of of Activision Blizzard. There are some U.S. senators that are. Basically say, I haven't read it specifics, but they're basically saying, hey, let's look at this real closely because uh, because of the working conditions that the people at Activision Blizzard were facing. And if it doesn't seem like they will improve under Microsoft, we should not let this go forward. Uh, so that's basically kind of what they're saying. And that kind mm-hmm. of ties into the final brief mention that we have here. Yes, uh, I will get onto that in a little bit. Yep. Uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has been delayed to 2023. Take all the time you need. Uh, but I am very sad I don't get that game as soon as possible because I really want to play it. <laughs> uh, Hyperlight Breaker was announced and is coming to Steam Early Access next spring. Um, set in the Hyperlight Drifter universe. It looks cool. Is that, yeah. Sorry, I, my, my mom was texting me. Um, Suicide Squad delayed. Not surprised considering... No. Gotham Knights is coming this year, so totally fine. Um, so take the time they need. It's just it's noteworthy. It's like, wow, eight years between Arkham Knight and this game. It's crazy. Um, but Hyperlight Breaker, that look that seems cool. Just the concept. It's uh, I didn't write it here, but it's gonna be like a 3D, another 3D game in the same vein as um Solar Ash. And it's gonna be co-op with it as well. So not just like two-player co-op, but like multiple players and all like okay. that. Um it seems cool. Just like the the brief trailer that we got, the trailer that we get is more so like a, it an animatic, uh, anim that sounds that sounds right. Basically, it's kind of yeah. like a uh, an animated trailer of sorts. In that the end, you see like some in game like in engine um footage like a character walking around in the world and stuff like that. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it comes to consoles. Yeah, I I would imagine so because uh, Hyperlight Drifter was on console. Okay. Whether, so, like yeah. whether what, launch or not, I don't know, but I imagine it will at some point. Right. Uh, according to Windows Central, a Game Pass family plan is reportedly in the works and planned to launch this year, which is dope. I was I was trying to say great and dope at the same time, uh, which is great. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah, awesome. I said drope. I said drope, not not grope. Which yep. is drope. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, PS Plus games for April have been announced. You will be able to claim Hood, Outlaws, and Legends uh, on PS5 and PS4. Slay the Spire on PS4. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated on PS4. And P- uh, Persona 5 leaves the PS Plus collection on May 11th. But if you add it to your library before then, you can still access it after it leaves, which is what I will be doing once we finish recording. Yes, the, the PS Plus games for this month, fine. Not crazy about them. Uh, Persona 5. It's not Persona 5 Royal, but 
but for God's sake, just add it to your collection, add yeah. it to your library. For dear, for God's sake, just do that. Give it at least give it a spin to see if you'd be interested in playing Persona Five Royal. Not necessarily you specifically, although yes, yeah. you do that too. <laughs> but generally, people, just add it to your library. It's a free game. <clears throat> Uh, I'm actually kind of excited for um, this month's PS Plus games. Like, I wanted to get SpongeBob when it came out. I just kind of forgot it existed. And then yeah. I wanted to play Hood for a while. So I'm like, I'm, I'll I'll play SpongeBob, but um, the other two, I'm just like, ah, fine, fair, not crazy about. It, but I'll 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 of these, the one that I would be most likely to play would be SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> Will I be playing it soon? No, <laughs> but that's <laughs> the one I'll be most likely to play of them. Um. Also, real quick, the Persona 5 thing makes me wonder if any other games will be leaving at some point in time. And if so, if they'll also be replacing Persona 5 with something else at some point. Makes me wonder. Excuse me. Maybe. Speaking of games that we're not going to be playing for quite a while, uh, CDPR, CD Projekt Red, has announced that a new Witcher saga is in development and and will be made on Unreal Engine 5 in conjunction with Epic Games. Uh, the director is promising that there won't be any crunch. I will believe that when I see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently the director for this game, he's been like the director on other projects at CDPR and like has a track record of there not being crunch on his projects. So okay. hopefully there, there is some validity to his words. We'll see what happens with this game. Um, but also real quick, as a note, when we say in conjunction with Epic Games, Epic is not making the game with CDPR. No. Epic, they're just working with Epic on the engine, on Unreal Engine 5, and making it like work well with Witcher, um, the new Witcher game. Yeah. That's what we mean for that. Just wanted to specify that, clarify that. Yeah. Um, uh, I did talk about that a little bit last week and my thoughts on it, but you <laughs> got corrupted. Yeah. Uh, so what do you, just real briefly, what are your thoughts on it then? Since um, the people didn't hear your thoughts last week. So looking forward to this. Witcher 3 is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I I really want it to, I, I think it fairly certain I said this, I either want it to be you play as Suri after you disappear at the end of uh, Witcher, Witcher 3, 3. Um, or I want it to be set just entirely different without any reference or mention of uh, Geralt or Suri. So... That's that's what I want. Don't know if I'll get it, but we'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our final uh, brief mention, which I think Tyler will have more to say on than I do because I have not read the report, but Kotaku has reported uh, the Undead Labs has some issues going on with like sexual harassment and things. Yeah, um, the the I guess you say a fairly lengthy report, basically about there being harassment going on over at Undead Labs and mismanagement and um, so on and so forth over there, over at Undead Labs and how like, um, and how some of this has, how this happened before um, they were acquired by Activision, how the, I mean, not Activision, by Microsoft and how stuff, like how they were hoping things would change, but things didn't change after Microsoft acquired them um, at all. And how the game is still in pre-production and how like in the trailer for unstated decay three there was like the footage of um the like the zombie deer or whatever yeah but like the people making the games are like that's a thing that's gonna be a thing in our game (laughs) like we we don't we don't know about this at all so like it's yeah it's there's, there's a whole lot to the report um but the report did bring up conversations of Hey, is Microsoft just being way too hands off with their companies? Because this is the 
this is the third case of like Microsoft Studios having issues. We've had 343 having issues with Halo Infinite. We had, um, what was the initiative. the initiative having their issues with their game and pe- multiple people leaving that game, um, that studio. We've undead labs of support on the way things are at their studio now. And like some of the people that are there say that like, hey, it seems like things are getting better. But um, it does, it's brought up the question again of, is Microsoft being too hands off with their studios? What's going on with the management of their studios over there? And then again, tying into the Activision Blizzard thing, if this is how Microsoft is handling um situations with um harassment stuff at their own studios how are they going to be doing much better with activision blizzard like is is are they actually going to be doing anything with them what's going to happen so it's a very interesting report i believe ethan gatch um is the one who wrote it uh so definitely go check that report out it's interesting it's enlightening please give it a read yes um it is ethan gatch i just checked um i'm I'm a little worried about Microsoft, not going to lie. Like, yeah, I saw people saying the same thing. Yeah. Just like, mm, I'm concerned. Like, yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire kind of sort of thing. Exactly. Like, especially since like one of my biggest, like, not one of my biggest wants for when they acquire Activision Blizzard is, is for them to fix that company. And with all the stuff that's come out recently, it doesn't sound like they're going to. So We'll see. Yeah. That's actually all the news we have for this week. Um, fairly lengthy discussion, but fairly good one. I'm, uh, I think so. I yeah. think so. So uh, we're going to move on to what we've been playing. Um, I'll start just because I, uh, I I don't have like a terribly huge amount to say about either of these games. So because okay. I, I haven't played a huge amount of either of them. Yeah. Um, so I started Tiny Tina's Wonderlands because that came out Woo-hoo. on the 25th. Uh, I'm, How much I'm, have you? Would you say you've played of it, like hours wise? Maybe five or six. Okay. So like a fair chunk, not as much as I would have liked to, but a fair chunk. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually really enjoying it. Like it, it plays, okay. it plays very similarly to a Borderlands game, which obviously I'm going to enjoy because Borderlands is like in my top three game series of all time. Um, but like it's also quite different. So like. You don't have grenades anymore. You have spells. You can't just fast travel between, like, say you were in Caustic Caverns in Borderlands 2 and you wanted to travel to Sanctuary when it was flowing, right? You can't I'm do amazed that. you remember the specific names of those locations. <laughs> I only remember Sanctuary, but even that would have been able to stay off the top of my head. So <laughs> um, I, I have several. I have, like, a couple thousand hours in Borderlands 2. Um, makes sense. So yeah, like you, you can't just fast travel between two places. Like each level or each area is its own like specific region, I want to say. So like mm-hmm. if if anyone's seen the gameplay, you'll know that you walk through like the overworld and that's where you get quests and you can like travel into different areas. Uh, that's the only way to get between, say, like Brighthoof, which is like Queen Butt Stallion's like castle region. And then <laughs> I forgot Butt Stallion was a thing. Yeah. Um, and then it's like say you wanted to travel to like I've like I haven't I haven't played it enough to memorize the names of other areas, but say you wanted to go somewhere else, you would have to go back out into the overworld, walk to that place, and then fast travel into there. Um are they far away on the map? I mean on the overworld, I mean. 
they can be for like uh, i'm fairly early in the game so like everything isn't too far apart but i like yeah i'm wondering how long it's going to take to go from like the start of the game to the end of the game once i finish it yeah um, that's what i was going to ask like does it seem like that's like a bit of a hassle like that could be a bit of a hassle like having to fast travel using the overworld map to do it so like it, it was something that I was, because before I started Wonderlands, I watched like a bunch of content on YouTube on like, you know, things you need to know before you play and, and all that kind of stuff. And it seemed like something I wasn't going to like. And I'm not 100% sure that I do, but I'm not hating it as much as I thought I would. Um, I mean, so far, like it has taken a little bit of time to get from like one place to another. But yeah. they've actually like kind of padded out the overworld section. So it's not just, you know, you like the overworld is specifically just for walking to one place for, to another. Like there's shrines, there's um like you you can get you do fun side quests in the overworld. Like you like I went around and like hit 10 rocks and like punched statues so that they went into the like likeness of this influencer, which was a really weird side quest. Um, oh my gosh. Like oh it like it was awful. Like, I won't get into it because I want people to experience that for themselves. But, um, yeah, it it plays it plays very different. Um, but but I I am liking it so far. Like, the one thing that I think I'm really disappointed with is like if you look at all their like marketing and the stuff they've talked about, blah blah blah. They'll be like melee weapons are a thing like you actually have a slot for melee weapons now you can attack with melee well like they, they put like a little bit of a focus on melee because obviously that hasn't been in a borderlands game before that you have like actual melee weapons that you can use in equip and swap and stuff um mm-hmm. and so far melee doesn't really seem more powerful than it was in borderlands and that's a bad thing because borderlands melee was like something it's you just, almost never use yeah like you use it if like someone's right in front of you you have like no ammo exactly <laughs> like, it's yeah. not a it's not your go-to thing yeah. unless like even your character is like supposed to be a melee person like um big bulky guy in borderlands 2 i'm liking on his name but that guy you right. know what i'm talking about yeah like him he was a his his special stuff was doing melee attacks if i'm right so like oh krieg the the this this uh, we can get into no krieg is a psycho i was talking about the one that you start let's like one of the original four oh, um, yeah, but brick. that's that sorry yeah that was in borderlands one i'm mixing up my characters brick was in borderlands one two it was krieg uh yeah. you are correct on that yes um so i'm i'm playing as the graveborn which is like uh like a death magic class kind of so like your uh, your action skill you basically like you have two to choose from uh you can only have one equipped at a time but you can choose between one action skill or the other um the two for the graveborn are one of them you like you become kind of like invincible for a while but your health steadily decreases at a rate but the more one of the graveborn's class features is like the more you damage enemies and the more health you get back so if you couple that with like skills in your skill tree that give you like more health and more health per hit and more leeching, then like you can actually make that skill drag on for a while. Um, when the skill is done, you become invulnerable for three seconds and then like your health like goes back up to like a small portion. Um, yeah. And the other one is basically you sacrifice, I think it's like 40% of your health, maybe 60. I've done the number off the top of my head. 
But um, you basically sacrifice 60% of your health, we'll say, and you release this, like, death burst, which damages enemies around you. And you have a little, like, uh, demi-lich companion that flies around, and whenever you cast a spell, it shoots a spell at enemies as well. Um, okay, it's fun so far. I'm liking it. I'm going to play more, and I'll have more thoughts on it at some point. Yeah, I was going to ask, just, like, do you are you feeling like it... Does it feel like more Borderlands? Or does it feel like... Does it feel distinct? Or is it feel is it like a mixture of the two? Where it's like, yeah, it's more Borderlands, but it does feel like unique in its own way. Or like, well, what are you thinking? I I think that it does feel a lot like Borderlands, but there are there are definite distinct like differences between between the two. Like making this one like unique and like exactly more distinct yeah. from like feeling like it's just another Borderlands game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the um the the best way I can describe it is it, it it actually really does feel like Borderlands mixed with like Dungeons and Dragons or something like that. Okay, okay, cool. And about the the story, real quick. I mean, you say you ever played too much, but the story and the writing and everything is it is it like kind of like my the one concern I have where it's just like Tiny Tina is cool. She could be funny. I wonder how much of that can like be sustained throughout an entire game before it gets like great and annoying. So like just. Her, but also just the writing in general. Like, is it, is it a joke of like jokes every thirty seconds, which is like, all right, like, like the the jokes aren't landing it as much because it's like they're just constantly coming at me, or is it like, all right, no, these are funny, these are actually well written, good jokes. I'm not getting annoyed and bored of things, so on, so forth. More, more of the latter. The like, the like, there is jokes every like thirty seconds, and like. Some of them don't land, but like that, like there has genuinely been points where this game has like almost had me in tears. Like it okay, it's really funny. I love Tiny Tina, I love Ashley Birch's Tiny Tina. Um, just as a quick note, if anyone watches Critical Role, they did a Tiny Tina's one shot with Ashley Birch as the bunker master. So if you want to watch that, go ahead. Um, but no, like it's it's one thing I'm very, very happy with is the writing is reminding me more of Borderlands 2 than it does of Borderlands 3. Because like okay. Bo- Borderlands 2 had absolutely stellar writing in, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So I'm I'm very happy that um that Wonderlands is is more in the vein of that than Borderlands 3. Nice. Well, awesome. I'm happy you're enjoying it so far. I am, and I will I'm very I'm probably gonna go and play more after we finish here and I'm finished editing. Nice. Um, I don't have too much to say about Elden Ring. Um, I beat the like I'll, I'll say what I said last week because obviously my stuff got my stuff got cut last week. Um, I beat the first boss in Elden Ring. I did Woo-hoo! it. Congratulations! Um, yeah, even even though like I killed him as he killed me, it still counts. So we're counting it. Like he wasn't there again <laughs> when I went back. So blood for blood. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like it took everything I had to beat that boss. Like I'm talking the wolf summon as many potions as I could have. I what like I I prepared for that fight for a solid like five hours before I went wow. back to try it. Like because like I tried it like probably 15 or 20 times before I like went and prepared for it. And like just like I was still getting his health down to like half, but I just couldn't do it. So like I mm. went away, tried to get some new weapons, some new armor. I killed a few like other um like mini bosses, I guess you could say. Although I don't think Elden Ring has the concept of a mini boss because everything can kill you. <laughs> um, but like still really enjoying Elden Ring I'll get back to it at some point but right now my focus is on Wonderlands um, still- that makes me want to play it I that also makes me really want to play Demon Souls 
I might, I honestly might. No, I was going to jump into it sometime soon, but Horizon is still on my PS5. And if I put it on there, then like I have a really small amount of space, weirdly enough. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it after I finish, like after I delete Horizon off my system or if delete it or move it off my hard drive, one of the two, then I'll jump into Demon Souls. But I really want to sometime soon. Yeah. Uh, that's that's all I have to say about why I've been playing. Tyler, what have you been playing? Well, I've played a couple things. Um, played a lot of Kingdom Hearts 3 recently. Was getting through the data fights in that. I have two data fights to go before I unlock like the final super boss of the Remind DLC. One of the data fights that I have left, uh, I've been cracking away at it for a bit the past few days. I can beat it. I know I can. It's just a matter of getting through like this final phase of the fight which i get to but i i end up messing myself up because i either dodge a bit too early or block too early which opens me up to like getting attacked and i'm just like no i gotta remember i gotta remember when to block when to dodge stuff um but i know i could beat the fight it's just a matter of doing it so that's been that's been cool it's been fun uh what's up Sorry, I have like something you just said reminded me of someone that I wanted to say about Elden Ring that I forgot. Um, sorry to interrupt you, but um, one thing I can't stand about that game is like the boss will like rear up an attack and like and then just, just hold it for just a bit. Just hold it, just hold it, and like and right at the moment where I go to roll, they're like, "Nah, dude." Woof. <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate it so much. I've seen some footage of that in Elden Ring, and I'm just like, "Ha, that's funny," because I've seen. People that play Kingdom Hearts and like do the data fights, I've seen people say like the data fights of Kingdom Hearts are like harder than like Souls bosses, and I'm like I can, I can understand that because the data fights of Kingdom Hearts three of them, they are relentless, they are <laughs> fast, they it's just it is a they could be a doozy sometimes, uh, but they are fun, they are absolutely a blast to do once you like get the once you learn like what a the moves of each of the fights. And you're like, all right, I know how to handle this. It's just a matter of beating them. Then it could actually be a lot of fun. Uh, so been doing that. Um, I said it briefly last week, but I, you know, Returnal, the Tower of Sisyphus, the Ascension update, that's been cool. That's been fun. Um, haven't gone back to it, but I do want to at some point in time. And I've just been doing some more cross code as well. Played a little bit more of that this week. That nice. game, is, it's really cool. It's really neat. I'm just enjoying that game a whole lot. It's a lot of fun. So... That's where I am since I would have been playing right now. Uh, I want to play, again, I want to do some new games, but this Horizon review is like bearing down on top of me. And so like, I want to get Kirby. I want to play Demon Souls. I want to replay God of War. Uh, but like each of these things, I'm like, I'm not going to do them until, well, one, money for money because of Kirby. Yeah. Um, God of War and Demon Souls, um, time and also Horizon. So like I want to finish the Horizon thing so I can actually dive into like some of these other games I have that I really want to play, uh, and then also again, get Kirby. I want to play that. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo that'll be later in the year at some point in time. Uh, so yeah, like there's there's different things that gotta I gotta work around and figure stuff out on. But that's where I am right now in terms of what I've been playing. Nice. Uh, and with that, I think we're going to go ahead and round out episode 52 of the Play to Win podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you all very much for listening. Uh, just as a reminder, you can find all of our content on playtowingames.wordpress.com. 
We're basically a hub for all our content, our About Us, review guide, all of that good stuff. If you want to go and check that out, head over there. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Play to Win Game, where you play to win game. Yes. Where yes. you will get <laughs> updates on the show uh, as well as any other stuff that we post, any updates we have, anything we want to share will get posted over there. Uh, you can also subscribe to here to us here on YouTube and on podcast services. Make sure to turn on the notification bell so you know when new videos and new podcast episodes and new stuff that we post goes live. It's very much appreciated. Tyler, where can people find you? Don't forget also comment, like, comment, share, yep. five star reviews, all, all that, that stuff. Very helpful. Um, you can find me over on Twitter at Tyler Miller two four nine six. Uh, you all know what I talk about, but if you don't know what I talk about, I like talking about anime. I like, I like talking about games. Um, during Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary on the 28th, that whole weekend, I was basically liking and retweeting every piece of Kingdom Hearts art that I saw So because I love Kingdom Hearts. So I'm sorry, but not sorry if you saw any <laughs> of that and kind of submitted to that. Um, expect a whole lot more of that this coming weekend because on Sunday, April 10th, that is when they are having the Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary event. It's not being live. I don't think it's being live streamed, but it's good. there's going to be people tweeting about it and everything, uh, tweeting news from it. Expect me to be talking about, well, no, expect me to be talking about Kingdom Hearts on Twitter. You all be spared to be talking about Kingdom Hearts on the podcast for episode 53, but 54, expect me to come in with a vengeance. Well, oh, wait, no. Because of time that day, we'll see. We'll, I'll be uh, there'll be some Kingdom Hearts stuff coming in, coming in the near future. Expect that. Nice. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at BadlyNet, B A D L Y N E T, all one word. Well, I will post random stuff. Just go follow me on places. It's fun time, I think. Uh, <laughs> thank you all very much for watching, and we will see you all for next week's episode. Have a good one. <laughs>